Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Hello and welcome to another edition of Geek Town Radio. Um, we had a slight problem uh, today, a slight technical problem caused by me not turning something on to record. Uh, so, so, so we're uh, we're, we're going to skip the first couple of bits that we the, the usual chat we do because we we did a bunch of that and it didn't record. Um, so, um, Chris hello, needs Chris. his Dragon Age time. <laughs> yeah, I think Chris needs his Dragon Age time. So yes, should say hello, Chris. Hello. <laughs> Sorry about that. I was a bit daft. It's fine. I did a hell of a lot worse. Yes, at least at least it wasn't like live or anything. Um, That's true. So, so yeah, uh, we'll, we'll we'll skip through the re- initial pleasantries of of, uh, of talking about what we watched and stuff. Um, but uh, the general premise is Empire, good. <laughs> Game of Thrones, very good. Yeah. Uh, Flash better than Arrow. <laughs> yeah. At the moment. Uh, and Avengers: Age of Ultron, definitely worth seeing. Sounds like a plan. Yeah, that 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 uh, that generally covers what we were talking about. I think it was, and we spent thirty minutes talking about that. So I think you summed it very well. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sorry. Don't be daft. Um, okay. So uh, yes, let's let's go back and, and do the uh, do the news. First news story to come in: uh, Red Dwarf uh, has been commissioned for two more seasons on Dave. Um, it's going to be shot back to back uh, at the end of uh, 2015, start of 2016. Um, Craig Charles has left Corey to come and go and film them. It's supposed to be shot earlier, and I spoke to Danny John Jules uh, last year, uh, and they were saying it should have been shot in November last year. Um, and then um, they ended up kind of not being able to get everybody together. So Doug Naylor's sort of saying to everybody that he's very supportive of it. But uh, they've just really had trouble getting everybody in the same place, partly due to, to Craig Charles's um, curry schedule. Uh, so now he's no longer on curry. Um, they will, won't be by September. Uh, they will start filming uh, two new series of Red Dwarf. Good. So, um, yes, looking forward to those coming back. Um, that should be good fun. Um, I, I I was a huge fan of that show growing up, so uh, I, I watched the very first episode. Actually, I had them all on VHS tape. Oh God! <laughs> if you remember those, I do. I'm not that young, but yeah. I do. Yeah, I do. I do remember. Yeah, we, we we did establish for our earlier conversation, which wasn't recorded, which that I am 40 this year. So happy birthday, Dave! Dave's birthday on the weekend. Everybody wish him happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yes, yeah, so I am old enough to remember VHS tapes. Um, Betamax? Um, you no, know, didn't have Betamax. Had had uh, had VHS, but um, 
but yeah, we, we I, I had, I remember watching, I think I was halfway through the first episode and thought, oh, this is really good. So I just took a tape in to start recording it and basically had them all on VHS tape. For, of you know, like, you know, and I religiously watched that show. So I'm very happy it's back. It, it, it sort of went off a bit in the middle and less said about the Back to Earth special, the better. But the... Um, the the last season on Dave really kind of got back to to where it should be, um, yeah. And you know, good, funny sci-fi comedy, uh, definitely worth going to sit, Definitely worth sort of watching when it comes cool. back. So that they'll be out um, some point next year and probably the following year because they're recording end of end of this year and start of next year. So so looking forward to those coming back. Um, Next show, uh, which is um, next show coming back, is uh, well, it's a it's a new show which is a spin-off of Flash and Arrow. Um, so that's according to Victor Garber, who plays Professor Stein, one half of Firestorm. Uh, that is going to be filming in August and air in January in the US. Mm. Um, I will be very surprised if this doesn't come to Sky One at the same time, given that they've got. Flash and Arrow already, uh, so that's that's going to be starring Victor Garber. No mention of Robbie Amell, um, who plays Ronnie Raymond, the other half of Firestorm. Um, it's also starring Brandon Routh, who plays the Atom. Uh, Cara Rini, who plays Hawkgirl. Arthur Davil plays Rip Hunter, who's the time traveller. Uh, Katie Lotz is reappearing as well. We don't know what yet, but I'm Something. guessing. Something canary, possibly. Yes. Could you come back as Budgie? Like <laughs> budgie. The green Budgie or something like that. I'm sure, yeah. Um, owl, <laughs> girl, I don't know. Yes, maybe. Um, we, I mean, we, we were talking about this earlier on. It's, uh, it's sort of like DC has thrown up on a script, basically. It's a bit of a DC brain dump, isn't it? Of, y- yeah. Yeah. And superheroes can you can you fit into one yeah. show i yeah i i'm i'm hoping they've not kind of slightly over egged this but uh mm. uh there's uh franz dramer who is playing a character called jay jackson who who is, is completely new as far as we can tell unless that's a pseudonym for somebody uh but uh, former high school athlete whose pro career was derailed by an injury um now working as an auto mechanic uh, develops a surprising affiliation with star labs um that sounds very much like it's cyborg who is victor stone in the comics but you know they could be reappropriating cyborg for the small screen with a different character but yeah jay jackson is not anywhere in the dcu at the moment so god you know it's like there's in superheroes you don't need to buy anymore <laughs> and you've got most of them in this one program you don't need to just create anymore yeah the uh rumor title is legends of tomorrow um so that's sounding again very sort of time traveling uh, yeah so arthur Deval could have quite a lot going on in this show um you've also got um wentworth miller there as captain cold and dominic purcell as heat wave but whether they're still villains at that point, I don't know. Um, I mean, they, I'd be interested to see where they go with that. Yeah. They reckon they're going to be doing something as part of the May upfronts, which is when all the things come through. Uh, you know, the, they they start to sort of pitch their wares for the new shows. Yeah. Uh, it's already got a series as well, so this is definitely coming. This isn't oh. a, this isn't a pilot. This is definitely definitely coming. Um, so hopefully we'll hear a bit more later in the month about that. Um, next and coming up, we've got the second Star Wars spin-off movie, 
which looks like it's going to be a Bobby, Boba Fett origin story, which mm. I think it had been rumoured for a while that's what it was going to be. The first movie, which isn't part of the main three trilogies, is Rogue One, and that's about stealing plans of the Death Star. Uh, this will be the second one, which should come uh, 2017, I think, because um, it will be in between the second and third of the trilogy movies. Uh, was going to be directed by Fantastic Four's Just Trank, uh, but he's dropped out, so they're looking for a new director. Um, given, I'm very nervous about the Fantastic Four movie. I, yeah. I mean, it's it's looking a bit overly dark, and Fantastic Four shouldn't be dark to me, you know, really shouldn't. Um, so I, yeah, I don't know. That might be a good thing. Um, Just, yeah, I haven't got much. Like you said, I haven't got much hope for it. I mean, like after the previous ones, it's. Yeah, kind of just lost everything for it. But then they, they've, they've like ended the comic books, haven't they now? Haven't they like put an end to the comic books? Like um, anymore? Or I'm not, break? Sure. I'm not sure. Last last thing I saw with Fantastic Four, they they co-opted. I think they they killed off Johnny Storm, and they they co-opted Spider-Man into the Fantastic Four. The last time I saw it. What? So, um, <laughs> Yeah, so it gets uh, everywhere. That Spider-Man. Is. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah, they kind of, they kind of re- like Marvel. I uh, really had to bring him back on board, didn't they? Uh, Disney, whatever, Disney, whoever, um, get him away from Sony or whatever. Yeah, because he can't, he can't be bloody anything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it seemed he's the one character that pops up in absolutely everything. So yeah, um, yeah Fantastic Four is in, he's in. Um, uh, in the comic books, he's a member of Fantastic Four. He's a member of the Avengers. Uh, so yeah, um, but yeah, there's there's also a, a bunch of new shots for the um, Force Awakens movie, which have appeared online. Um, these are from uh, Vanity Fair, shot by Annie Leibovitz, who's a very famous photographer. Um, Gwendolyn Christie as the good shot of Gwendolyn Christie as Captain Phantasm. Um, what in there? I'm Captain Phantasm. Oh, oh, Captain oh, brilliant Phasm? Is, is it Captain Phasm, maybe? I don't know. Is, either fa- way, it's not... Still quite as good. It's still just as good. Yeah, it's not great either way, is it? Um, Grindelin Christie, of course, is <laughs> Brienne of Tarth uh, in uh, Game of Thrones. Um, I mean, she's she's chrome and dressed in a Stormtrooper outfit, so you kind of got to assume she's probably going to be one of the villains. Um, uh, yeah. She's uh, but. Yeah, Chrome Trooper, as 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 it, she seems to have been dubbed. Uh, you've got a sh- decent shot of uh, Poe Darren, uh, who's played by Oscar Isaac. She's described as the best fucking pilot in the galaxy. I'm sure, Han Solo's really happy about that. Um, yeah. So, and there's a shot of him hanging off his X-wing. Um, there's quite a good close-up shot of uh, oh, I'm never going to pronounce this uh, Lupita uh, Nyong'i, uh, who is um, doing mo capture to uh, bring to life the pilot Maz Katana. Uh, so there's there's a shot of her with dots all over her face. Seems that they're using the same sort of face capturing technique that they used in Avatar, by the looks of things. So. Um, actually properly facially mapping the people so they can map that onto the CG character. Right, okay. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's looking like it could be quite good. There's a great um, uh, shot of of the, um, uh, the the sort of court of ne'er-do-wells that are in uh, Maz Katar's castle because 
if you're a yeah. pirate in if you're a space pirate in Star Wars, of course you have a castle. <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't it you? Doesn't. Yeah. What, what do you call a castle in space? Um, a space castle. Obviously. Is it a castle? Or <laughs> space castle. Well, it's on the ground, I guess. But I guess just on another planet. Um, True. So uh, yeah, they've they've got a, a quite a good shot of, of the various um, people that I'm sure the Creature Workshop had over time uh, making mm-hmm. those. Uh, there's a shot of Adam Driver who's playing what he's probably the main bad guy is Kylo Ren who um, we're fairly sure is the guy that we saw with the um, the T-crossed lightsaber yeah um, in the trailers and stuff um, and uh, he's he's been followed by a couple of snowtroopers in that shot snowtroopers look awesome I'm really quite impressed they've got kind of big wrap round things uh, again very smoothed off They've, they've done a good job in smoothing the stormtroopers. Yeah, sanding them down. <laughs> sanding them down, yes. Uh, there's a, a nice behind-the-scenes shot of uh, uh, Daisy Riley as, as Ray, uh, being directed by JJ on uh, this sort of flying through a marketplace on Jakku, which Jakku just looks like Tatooine. I mean, you know, <laughs> slightly different characters, but essentially. Yeah. <laughs> no. um, so yeah, and there's there's the uh, the cover shot of Vanity Fair, which has got um, Han Solo, Chewie, um, Finn, who's the um, as far as we can tell, a, a stormtrooper turned good guy, uh, Ray, and uh, BB-8, who's the new like R2D2 roboty type character. <laughs> uh, and there's a little video on there as well, so I'll post a link to that on the uh, on the um, show notes, so you can you can see those. Um, yeah, that's the uh, new Star Wars movie. There is a uh, new photo for Suicide Squad, which we mm. were mentioning earlier. The, uh, the we said we're now back. <laughs> yes, we said we're now back. That wasn't a dig. That wasn't a dig. It's not honest, Bob. Um, so yeah, there's. Uh, I, you've seen this shot, haven't you? I have. Yes. Um, do you know who all the characters are? No idea. I mean, I know Harley. I know you don't really do DC, so. But I mean, I, I mean, I've read, I've read Suicide Squad. Well, yes. I read the first one of the new, of the fifty-two Suicide Squad. So obviously, Harley, you can pick up from a while away. I'm really excited to see El Diablo. In oh it. right, yeah. Um, he's the like one of the only ones. Uh, and then, oh, who's Will Smith playing? Deadshot. They all look bloody same. Deathstrike, <laughs> Deadshot. They all all look the same. And you're Batman, Red. What, who do you, who do you Red Hood. That's it. They all look the bloody same. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's just like so many. There's so many people in that picture. Well, the, the, the people in the picture are, um, we believe, the guy on the. Uh, if you go to the far left, the I believe that's Slipknot, um, not the band. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Slipknot is uh, a character who. Has a mastery of ropes. He's got assassin trailing. He uses um, he uses um, a mastery of ropes. Are we having? A, I'm sorry, but really. <laughs> That's oh. what it says. In is he profile. a cub scout? Is he a former cub scout? <laughs> cub scout maybe, gone bad. Maybe maybe he is. Maybe that's the background. <laughs> Jeez. Um, so yeah, and he uses unbreakable rope apparently. But that's who Slipknot is. Uh, guy next to him is uh, Boomerang, um, who uses Boomerang's very original name. Um, he's quite a good character actually. He's a Australian. He's uh, he's quite a good character. Uh, it's Enchantress next to him, uh, with Katana on the floor in front of her. 
Enchantress is uh, Sorceress, obviously. Uh, Katana um, uses a Katana, strangely enough. So it's not the kinds of a Mortal Kombat and over the phone. Uh, no, no. Um, isn't there an Enchantress in Marvel as well? And isn't she a sort? Obviously, she wouldn't be a sorcerer with that name, but isn't she like Loki's. She's from oh, like Thor's world, something like that. It might she? very well be, actually. Because um, I know she, there's one in that in um, the Axis. And oh, well, I don't know whether she's like Loki's me. lover or. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. You know more Marvel than I do. So. Okay. Um, the, the guy in the middle who is uh, Joel Kinnaman, that's Rick Flagg Jr. Um, who's... Don't tell me he's got a thing about flags. Please <laughs> don't tell me he likes flags. <laughs> yeah, he's not that on the nose, thankfully. Um, he's. Um, kind of the more the good guy he's not he, he's sort of running the team really um he's a slightly shady character but he's he's kind of running the team and and in control of everybody then harley uh then deadshot um then killer croc next to them who's a guy with a very bad skin condition uh and then al diablo on the end there, but they it? haven't got Shark King. They need. They need the Shark King. No, well, the Shark King is in it actually. Oh my god! Amazingly enough, we. I, I was talking to to Amanda about this um, last week, and, and he's. You know, she says his opening line in the uh, in the Suicide Squad comic book is "Meet, meet, meet." Um, so I'm not I, even. I'm not even going to go there with that line. To be honest, <laughs> I'm just going to leave it. How on earth? They're going to bring him to screen. I have no idea. But, what is it? Shark, shark he's a shark with legs. It's shark, it's like shark Nado or something like that. I'm, I'm hoping the hoping the production values are slightly higher than Shark Nado. Um, so yes, um, I still I still can't imagine Will Smith. I, yeah, yeah. I, it's 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 an interesting one for Will Smith because you don't. You, you know, he's such a big star compared to the rest of them. Mm. You know, um, it, it's an interesting one for him to take, but, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how, how that uh, that goes. Um, yeah, and I mean, I like Deadshot as a character. He's kind of quippy and sarcastic, usually, so that that's uh, that, that would be quite good. And I am very oh, much yeah. looking to see forward to seeing Harley Quinn. On the yeah. That, that photo, is it... I mean, have they started filming yet? They is are it... filming at the moment, I think. Because there were a couple of comments that I, that I read when I saw the photo um, about the costume, saying it was very Comic Con. They weren't. <laughs> it was. It was like somebody raided their wardrobes for loads of camo and stuff like that, and they'd not. You know, they'd not put much. It's all very dark, which obviously they're villains and yeah. Steve and all that. But it's just a bit. Even I was. You know. I mean, I, Margot. Would, I think she'll be brilliant yeah. as Harley Quinn. I think I really do think she will be. But there wasn't really much of. Harley there, other than the the pigtails and the blonde hair, it was a bit. I don't know. It's yeah. I mean, it, it's it's certainly a toned down version. I mean, the the popular looks of Harley tend to be the um, the sort of two toned. There's either either the um, the one that you get in uh, the from, from the cartoon, which is is the sort of full blown two-tone red and black outfit yeah. um, or the one from the um, video games which is a sort of leather um, bustier thing yeah. which again is sort of two-tone thing so it's a much more kind of toned down version as you say it is it is kind of very comic on that kind of outfit but uh, you know I'm, I'm sure she'll be great at it no I'm sure she'll be but um, the pictures of I mean I think we talked about this before the Jared Leto 
as as Joker. Yes. Is that for Suicide Squad? Is that for Batman versus Superman? It's. Um, I. Th- I think he's going to end up in both. Okay. Um, he will definitely be in Suicide Squad. They've, they've, it's weird that they've not put him in that. I know. They, I mean, uh, yeah, they, had, they had loads of stick about that that picture. Yeah. And I wonder whether it was just a teaser rather than this is what well, it is, yeah they're going to use the big reveal. I, I think they've they've come out and said that that was just a promo shot. That isn't the final look for him. It's only because they're going, you know, I was going to swear them, but they're going, oh my God, everybody hates it. We need to reshoot everything with him in. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't think a lot of the tattoos are going to be there or at least visible if that's the case. Although Harley's got tattoos on her legs as well. Um, so, I, I don't know. I mean, he's, I didn't mind that shot too much. Um, it, it'll be... I think that's a work in progress at the moment, which is why yeah. they've not put him in. Plus, technically, he's not part of the Suicide Squad. No. Um, he he will be an ancillary character in this because they never they they never put him on the Suicide Squad because he's kind of Joker and yeah, <laughs> yeah you, he's just uncontrollable. Why would you? As opposed um, to like a giant shark. Well, yes, the giant shark was interesting. Just well, yeah, to kill a croc is is kind of a relatively intelligent. Yeah, the the giant shark I think could be a misstep, um, but uh, yes, not exactly the most controllable thing in the world. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, so that's that's the Suicide Squad stuff. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing some footage from that. Um, so yes, we did, we did have one more piece of breaking news. Oh yes, you did. Go on. You go on. No, you go on. No, no, you 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 brought it up in the first place. You take. Um, there's a new character. Well, there's a new member of the cast joining Civil War. Yes, Uh, Martin Freeman. Yeah, which which is is, um, uh, I I I think as I I said I I think he's probably got the gig due to his mate Ben Ben Dick Cumberbatch being part of being part of the world already because they seem to spend their entire lives getting each other work. Um, could so, we? Could we? I think it'd be really good, Nick. But they've not announced who he's going to be. There's loads of speculation. Um, not a character I, I, I know at all, but some a couple of comments about him being a guy called Adam Warlock, who is linked with Stephen Strange. Um, so it could be that how they link yeah. to the um, Doctor Strange movie. Um, yeah, yeah, well, that, that would make sense. Happens. Yeah, that that would make sense. Um, yeah, uh, I, I just find it funny that every time one of them is in a movie, they tend to find roles for each other. Yeah. <laughs> it's just funny. Um, yes, so on that breaking news, uh, let's move on to the next segment, which is an interview. A couple of weeks ago, uh, I interviewed uh, a guy called Jeff Russo, who um, is a Emmy award-winning, Emmy and Grammy-nominated, sorry, um, musician. Uh, he is the guy that writes all the music for Fargo, um, the TV series. He's currently working on uh, season two. Um, he's also working on the US version of The Returned. He's also working on CSI Cyber. He worked on Hostages, the US version of Shameless, Weeds. Uh, did some stuff for Smash as well. Uh, and he's the founding member and lead guitarist and co-writer of the two-time Grammy-nominated multi-platinum selling rock band Tonic. Um, so, uh, yeah, I got a chance to have a little bit of a chat with him. I've spoken to him before um, a while back, so... Uh, Here's the interview. 
Hello again. Hi, how are you? I think we last spoke in September last year. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, uh, and you're you're work you're working on. I think you probably finished Fargo by that point. Um, um, oh yeah, by September we definitely had already finished. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you got season two coming up. Um, have you started working on that yet? Um, I have. I'm uh, already working on episode four, about to start episode five. Wow. <laughs> so that, that's due out um, September-ish again, I think, um, if I remember correctly. Or later in the year. It's autumn season, isn't it, I think? Uh, yes. Yeah, cool. Um, so the, the season two is... Um, uh, it, it's moved to 1979 and has an entirely different cast. Uh, has that has that influenced how the music works? You know, it, it, it has actually. I would say, you know, whereas um, we've gotten a, it's this season's a little darker, um, but because we've jumped backwards in time, there's a little bit different of a sound. It's it's a little um, more angular, I would say, and a little more aggressive in this uh this season than it was last season i would say okay. musically yeah yeah um because i was thinking if you if you're into 70s i wonder whether you'd sl- slipped any late 70s punk or uh or funk in there or something like that um n- well you know we are using you know songs that are of the time um but uh i haven't really i haven't really infused that into the into the score yeah. quite although i'm using horns in a different way this season than I did last season. Um, uh, More sort of chaotic horns and uh, chaotic strings that are a little more sort of 70s-esque, I would say. Right, okay. Um, You you record that with a a full orchestra, don't you? Um, Uh, I do, I do. um, It's it's, uh, it's the Prague... Was it Hard Rock So last, yes, last season I used the Prague Philharmonic. This season it's a mix of a couple of different places. Okay, cool. Um, you, did you, which, which places are you are you using? Is is that just for the sound or? or uh, uh, you know, I used, I used the, um, something about the way the Prague Philharmonic sounded. Um, made it very emotional in nature, which I really enjoyed. That was the reason why I went there to begin with. Yes. So, um, that, and that's what I like. That, that is certainly what I liked about that feeling. Um, Eastern European orchestras have this dark emotional flavor that it's, is hard to find anywhere else. Yeah. Not quite sure why that is. <laughs> yeah, interesting. Because you, you you think orchestras sound like orchestras, I, I guess. But but uh, but yeah, that's I, I suppose it's maybe the way they they're trying to play in different areas, possibly. Um, yeah, probably. You know, I would say how the how the um, how they're trained and just there's probably a lot of a lot that is just in their genes from hundreds. <laughs> Hundreds of years of, of cold and and <laughs> and oppression. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe that's it. Um, so, when you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. 
Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. You, uh, you started writing with, with Season 1. You, uh, you started writing stuff before you'd even shot anything. Did you end up doing that again this time? Um, yes, I did do that this time. I did a, a pre-scoring session where I wrote a bunch of music for the season um, and then have been writing to picture ever since. Right, okay. Uh, and have they finished shooting now? Um, we're shooting right now. We're shooting episodes nine and ten. So we're almost done. Cool. Almost done shooting, and uh, we're about halfway through the um, post-production process. Nice. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I'm looking forward to that that uh, returning because the first season was so good. So it, it's going to be interesting to see how that alters with the uh, change in everything else on the show as well. So. Yeah, I agree. You're you're also working on the returned. As, as well um, um, I, I'm uh, I'm working on uh, I we finished actually working on that back in um, back in February okay. uh, I recorded I, I wrote and um, composed that show with a cellist her name is Zoe Keating who is you know just I've been a huge fan of hers for a very long time and the opportunity to get to write and, and work with her was was really really awesome she's fantastic cool how is that working with her how, how did you approach that um, you know actually she approached me in terms of working on that show with her um, and because I had actually approached her about working on something else I was working on right uh, and after talking to her about that, she called me up and asked me if I wanted to work on that show with her. And I said, I would love to. And then we started writing this music together. And it was just really just perfect. So I'm, I'm assuming if you're working with a cellist, there, there's quite a lot of string stuff based yeah. in that show, yeah? Yes, it, it's it's definitely a cello sound, a cello-based score, I would say. Right, okay. Um, as I said, that's a remake of the, of the French series. Did you listen to any of the the, uh, the French series uh, to to see what they've done in that, or just well, no? Them? I mean, the answer to your question is twofold. I wasn't listening for that. I did watch the the French version, which um, which I thought was great. Uh, yeah. You know, and I thought that Mogwai. Um, wrote a really, really, really beautiful score. Um, we did something a little different. Um, we didn't do exactly the same feeling type of score as they did for um, for the French show. Yeah. Uh, but how they treated the ambiance of the of the show was something that I took note of. I would say. Right. Okay. It's going to be interesting how you, how do you approach something like that when it when there is is an existing version of it and in fact I mean there's there's been a couple of, of things there's what I think there's another show that's been going out at the moment that's that's actually either based on the original novel or is it Res resurrection resurrection Res yeah yeah so there's there's that out there as well um, <laughs> yeah um, it's, it's interesting our show is more of like a direct 
redo of the French version, whereas I think Resurrection was more of just a, you know, format. Yeah, you know? yeah. I, I didn't see the French version, but I know um, Andrew, who works on the website, uh, was was quite an avid fan of it and, and thought it was brilliant. So I'm interested to see what they do with the US uh, version of it. Because um, I, I imagine that will come over here as well. I think we have the French version as well. I think you can, you know, you, I think you can probably see it on Netflix right now. Anyway. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna go and see if I can look it up. Um, so you've you've been working on those two. Um, you're also working on CSI, CSI Cyber, the new one. Yeah, and that's you know that's been an interesting that's been an interesting thing. It's like we, um, in order to create you know, a procedural show, but still be emotionally connected to characters. We sort of had to change the way um, music was treated. You know, we didn't want to just create a sound for the show. We wanted to create themes for each character that would reoccur because even though we wrap the storylines up every episode, there's a through line um, of, a, of, a, of a narrative that goes from the beginning of the season to the end. So we, we sort of have to incorporate the thematic element um, into that. So that was an interesting interesting uh, ride to do. And I, I wrapped that up back in, uh, back in February as well. Oh, right. Okay, cool. Um, you're, you're co-composing with um, uh, Ben Dector on that, aren't you? Yes. Yeah, that one I'm co-composing with Ben. Um, and uh, we've worked together on a number of different uh, number, number of different shows. Yeah, he, he was on Hostages, wasn't he? He was on Hostages, and we are also now currently working on a show called Extant. Oh, together. okay. Yeah. Uh, that is, uh, is that the Halle Berry one? Yes. Yeah. That's Halle Berry show, yeah. Ah, cool. I didn't realize you, you were doing on that as well. Right. Uh, yeah, that's a busy guy at the moment. <laughs> I, I, I would say that this is as busy as I've ever been, and um, I'm at pretty much maximum capacity, you know, especially with working on Fargo right now, and I'm doing a mini series called Tut. Starring Ben Kingsley. Yeah, oh, yeah. I should, I, say, I should say Sir Ben Kingsley. Um, <laughs> And uh, so that's really interesting, too. I'm about to go record the orchestra for that. That's a very sort of big, um, big, uh, big score. The epic, so, I would say, is the right word. Um, yeah, that, that's a, a three-night uh, event thing that's on, on Spike, isn't it? Um, I think. Um, exactly what it is. Uh, and yeah, that, we've, we've just, Spike have just launched over here, so I imagine we'll get that. Um, oh, I imagine you will. Um, what, what exactly is it about? I'm assuming if it's about King Tut, I'm assuming if it's called Tut. It is about his rise to the throne um, and then his demise. You know, basically it, it, it covers his life from when he was nine years old to when he was 17 when he died. Okay, cool. Uh, what sort of things are you working on with that? Because with it being a, a sort of more um, Middle Eastern kind of well, flavor, does that influence the music? Well, there's, you know, there is an ethnic element to it, but, you know, I think the more important part of what I wanted to do with the score was to give it a modern um, feel uh, in terms of the score as opposed to it feeling, you know, uh, traditional. But it is an epic orchestra score, you know, it's strings and woodwinds and big horns and a lot of percussion. And I think that the way I was able to do, to, to give it a modern twist was in the compositional aspect but there is a lot of you know ethnic percussion and stuff that really moves the moves the storyline along which is a lot more of the ethnic flavor 
Right, yeah. I'm kind of looking forward to seeing that. I noticed they've got Alexander Siddig in the cast as well, which... Uh, yeah. I noticed he's just popped up in Game of Thrones as well. Um, just going back to, to CSI Cyber again, uh, again um, h- how does the co-composing stuff work? Um, well, you know, I think it works differently for every thing, you know, for every show. Yeah. Um, the, the way the way Ben and I work together is we get together before we start a show and then we write uh, themes together. You know, um, we cr- sort of create the sound of the show that we that we feel is going to be right. And then we write usually the first episode together in either my studio or his studio. And then as we move along into the season, we basically just split up the episode and he writes half with our intent and I write half with our intent. Okay. So do you think you can you can tell who's written which one? I mean, obviously you know, but do you think uh, you can tell who's written which one? Is there well, an obvious difference? Well, you know, the, the, really the issue is not compositional um, because what we've done is created all of these themes and all of the right. sounds together before we embark on the episodic portion of it. So if we're doing our job correctly, the answer to your question is no. Yeah. Tell. Yeah. yeah. You're setting everything up beforehand and then kind of it's, right. it's more an editing mixing kind of at that point. <laughs> That's exactly right. Whereas my my compositional collaboration with Zoe Keating on the return is a little different. Um, she would start cues and I would start cues and then we'd send them to one another and then we would both work on each other's cues because she lives in Northern California and I live in Southern California. Ah, right. Um, so that's the way we collaborated. Like I would begin a queue and she would finish a queue and vice versa. Oh, cool. So that's going to be an interesting way of working. You sort of get a surprise package through to see what somebody's done. Exactly. And it was actually really, really inspiring because she would send stuff and I'd be like, oh, yeah, that's so cool. OK, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And then I'm going to change this and I can edit her here. And she would do the same thing to me. Chop up, uh, chop up all the stuff I had done and move it around. And, you know, so we were basically basically co-composing by using each other's elements to change things compositionally. It was really, really fun. Yeah, that's that's it's kind of composing by email. I quite like that. No, we, we did a lot. It, I would say we did a lot more on the phone than we did by yeah. email. Yeah. And a lot more via Dropbox than we did by <laughs> yeah, email. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I know what you mean. But uh, yeah, I, I like I like the sort of, you know, the, the idea of, of, of you um, you know, you doing bits and then kind of waiting in anticipation to see what, what comes back, you know? Right, right, exactly. Yeah, that's very cool. Um, you've got a, uh, another feature film coming up called The Surface as well? Yeah, that's that's actually coming out um, in, I think, June um, here in the States. I'm not sure what the international intention is. Okay. But uh, I finished that last year, actually, you know, as with... Oh, okay. You know, with film, you know, there th- it can sometimes take quite a while before things come out. So um, I worked on that last year before Fargo, actually, and that was a really fun. Um, that was a really fun movie to do um, because uh, I got to kind of break out my guitar and play a lot of guitar on the score, which is always fun. Oh, that's cool. What What's the film about? Um, it's about a, a man who sets out to kill himself. Right. Um, and at the same time, saves the life of another man who got into a plane crash. Um, this all happens on Lake Michigan. Um, and 
how the person who got into the plane crash teaches the person who was trying to kill himself what life really means. Okay, that's cool. That's uh, Sean Austin and Mimi Rogers. And two that's stuff that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, that's that's kind of interesting. It's uh, you. Um, you're still working with the band as well. I am. We're about to go play a show next week. <laughs> How, how are you fitting that in with all, all the other stuff? Weekends, weekends are my time to have fun, which is I go play with the band. <laughs> I see. Okay, because you've there's a, there's also a, a Will Ch- Wilt Chamberlain biopic as well <laughs> coming up. Um, you know, I, that particular show or that particular movie has been in development for a long time. I actually haven't started on that yet, and they haven't started principal photography. Once they do, um, I'll get moving on that. Ah, uh, okay, cool. So that's that's one for the future. Are, are you getting any chance to see any TV at the moment? Is there anything you're watching right now? You know, I I, I try to watch House of Cards, which I love so much. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't really get a chance to watch too much television. Um, uh, but that would be the show that I watch. Okay, yeah. Um, and... Um, with no disrespect to any any current composer, are there shows out there at the moment that you've kind of managed to to catch and thought I'd really like to score that, or or are there shows out there where you where you love the work that somebody else has done on a show? And you know, it's interesting. Um, I I do know the. Um you know, I love the score for uh, for House of Cards, which I think is really, really, really great. Really yeah. great. Um, I'm a huge fan of Nate Barr, too, who does the Americans. I think yeah, Americans. I love Nate stuff. Yeah, he's great. And he's a he's um, I've, I've met him a few times and we've sort of become friendly. And he's a really, really super nice guy, too. Really super talented guy. Yeah. Um, so I would say like those two scores are like, oh, yeah, wish I wrote that, you know, kind of thing. You know, it sounds so good. You're like, darn it. You know, that guy did that. I want to do that. Um, but uh, and, and I would say the same about Sean Callery. Um, and I, I think Sean writes really, really great music. His his score for Homeland is really, really super, super on the nose, like really great. Yeah. And um, another guy who was like, ah, I wish, you know, wish I'd done that. <laughs> yeah, I, I've interviewed both both Sean and Nate in the past. They're, uh, they're really lovely guys to, to talk to. Um, so, yeah, and I love their stuff as well. I, Nate's in particular, I, yeah, the, the score for the Americans and the, the stuff he used to do, True Blood as well. Um, oh, yeah. Just, just wonderful, wonderful stuff. Um, I'm looking forward to, to hearing um, Phil Eisler's the other guy that I've spoken to a few times. I'm looking forward to, to hearing his stuff on Empire as well. So Yes. So, yeah. I, I have not seen that show, so I don't, I don't really know much about it, but um, his stuff is always really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should probably let you get back to being incredibly busy. <laughs> I have a cello session that actually starts in 30 minutes. So <laughs> yes, get back to making those parts. Cool. I, I shall let you get back to it. Um, thanks for, for talking to me. I, I hopefully will talk to you again at some point in the future. Um, I really appreciate it. I will hopefully talk to you soon. Cool. Cheers. Bye. Cheers. Bye. So that was the interview with uh, Jeff Russo. Um, next up, we've got a few renewals for you. Usually we do um, changes to air dates and stuff, but because um, the upfronts start next week, and what we mean by upfronts are um, 
these are when they announce basically all the renewals and cancellations. They run from the 11th to 14th. So 95% of the shows um, that you're waiting to hear renewals or cancellations for, you should know by the end of next week. Um, so few of these coming up. We've got uh, Simpsons has been renewed for two more seasons. Uh, that'll bring it up to 625 episodes by the end of end oh, of that run. I can't, I can't, is it season 27, 28? I can't believe that. Yeah, it's incredible. That's, that's that. Yeah, it's. I can't believe that. <laughs> it is a ludicrous amount of episodes, but yeah. it just keeps on trucking. It's uh, it's a, a phenomenon that show. Um, quite incredible. From a little thing that started off on the Tracy Ullman show, however many years ago it was. It's yeah, just incredible. Um, so yeah, that's back for two more seasons. Um, Revenge officially cancelled, unfortunately. Uh, so I, t- I told Jane in the office today um, <laughs> she was gutted about this because this is her massive guilty pleasure. Yeah. Um, but I saw. I mean, I, I, I when I was in um, Nostalgia Comics the other day, there was a there was a comic book of of Revenge, and she was something. <laughs> Apparently, it's based on a comic book. Or really? there is a comic book. And she was stood on a rooftop with a sword. Like some samurai sword. <laughs> and apparently, that's like the prequel to the TV series because when she went missing, she like claimed under some assassin. I'm like, is this the same program <laughs> I watched? But it was. It is It is that. I did Google it and ABC and all that. And it is. Okay. I, I, I never even realised that. That's, no, that's really I cool. Hadn't, I hadn't. So there you go. Uh, yes, unfortunately. So five seasons and it's canned now. Uh, Heart of Dixie, although hasn't been officially cancelled, basically everybody is saying it is cancelled. Um, I'm not a show that I've watched, but apparently that's uh, that's cancelled. So uh, other shows are, are these are our sort of final predictions for shows um, that are still hanging in the balance right now. Um, so very likely to be renewed. Uh, person of interest, um, Bones, although. There's a few contract negotiations going on for that, so you, we might only get one more season of Bones, and it may be a shortened season. Um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, will be renewed. Uh, Modern Family, The Middle, Once Upon a Time, Scandal, um, Nashville, CSI Cyber, Blue Bloods, it looks like he's going to come back. Good Wife will probably come back for a final season. The Odd Couple, which I don't think's aired over here yet, uh, which is Matthew Perry's show. Matthew Perry's finally got a hit show again. Uh, so, so that's coming back. Um, or it looks like it's going to come back. iZombie looks like it's going to come back as well, which again hasn't aired over here yet, but uh, that that looks like it's going to. So that gives it more chance that we'll get it. Uh, what was the one I missed out? Uh, um, Castle. Looks like Castle's going to come back as well, although what form that'll take and whether it'll have both people starring in it um, as we mentioned a few weeks ago um, difficult difficult to, to know at this point but it looks like that they're full steam ahead for at least another season whether it's a full season or not not sure um, shows that are almost definitely going to be cancelled um, forever no. <laughs> that was a sad groan that was because I love forever yeah it seems that a lot of people do people have got into it I mean, I've been recording them I just haven't had a chance to watch them because I do really quite enjoy it but uh, it looks like forever is not coming back um, <sighs> Resurrection as well it looks like won't make it out of uh, after, uh, second season was, um, was this 
the remake of another remake of this. Is this was what I was talking talking about earlier with the the Jeff Russo interview. Is is the it's it's a remake of the same source material that the French show uh, Les Revelons, which is known as the Returned Internationally. Um, is uh, is off, and the, they're now also making a US version of the return based off the French show. I, I just didn't understand this. I mean, I love I love the French show. I watched the original, absolutely fantastic, loved it. But to remake, to do an American version, which they've already remade an American version of it. Yeah, I didn't because the return, the American version, is on Netflix at the moment. Um, so to have Resurrection as well, it's like, why? You, it's the same bloody program. <laughs> It's just bizarre, beyond me. Yeah, uh, strange. Um, so uh, that's been kind. Oh, uh, that's like. Remember, these are are we haven't officially gone yet. These are likely to be gone. Uh, Stalker is likely to go. About a boy is likely to go. Um, Mysteries of Laura is likely to go. State of Affairs is likely to go. Um, Marvel's Agent Carter, they reckon, is likely to go as well after only one season. I was just because obviously I've not watched any of these episodes. Yeah, because in the UK. Yeah. Um, but I've heard that it's very good. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm quite good to get that. But then there were also rumours that although they're going to, they may cut it. Um, she may come into rather than having her own standalone ser- series, she'll be in the other spin-offs in in some in some form. Some yeah, well, that, that might be possible if if they do. Uh, if they if they do something that's set either that error or put flashbacks in, then it may be that she's, she's still milling around with that. So, who knows? Um, but it, it's looking like that as a show, as it is, is not going to come back. Mm. Um, there's a few shows which could go either way. Uh, CSI, the original daddy show of the CSI franchise, it, it really could go either way at the moment. Um, its numbers aren't great. Uh, I think Ted Danson would have to sign for another... They'd have to get Ted Danson to sign for another season if they wanted to keep him. Um, It's it's numbers, as I say, not brilliant. So if they're going to keep it and round it off, which they may do, they may give it a shortened run um, just to round off and clear up any stories and that sort of stuff. Um, Hawaii Five-O as well. Uh, may not last another season and I like that show but I have to say some of the stories this season have been very weak <laughs> uh, you know they've, they've getting more and more ridiculous and and uh, so I, you know I, I, I'd be sorry to see it go but um, you know the writing needs to get better uh, Mindy Project could go either way um, and the following as well is could go either way but he's he's looking more and more likely it's not going to make it back for another season Um, which is a shame Uh, although it is getting to the point where how many serial killers can you kind of create off one initial sort of serial killer yeah Um, so I I don't know it's one of those things that that may be better off not um, not going further than it is (laughs) So, so that's those are those are our sort of predictions, as it were, for for the uh, for the upcoming uh, season. But we should know by the fourteenth. Uh, so I've got we've got one show to do um, 
next week, which I think is on the 12th. Uh, so that'll be next Tuesday uh, that, so me and Ad will be here to do a show for that uh, and that'll be in the middle of the upfront so we may have some more news for you then af- uh, the, Then it'll be the week after where it'll either be uh, well, Chris or Amanda I hope mm-hmm. <laughs> so we'll see um, but yeah, we should ha- you should keep an eye on the site and uh, we should have more information about that over the next uh, few weeks um, and uh, yeah, now all really is left for a, a quick rundown of next week on TV so things to watch out for next week um, No Offence which is on a uh, new show from the creator of Shameless it's a comedy drama set in a police station in the rough part of Manchester given that it's the guy from Shameless behind it it's probably worth a look that's on uh, tonight at 9 o'clock uh, that looks really good having seen the trailers it just isn't really funny. Quite looking forward to that. Yeah, so um, either, either well, you won't get to watch that tonight because if you're listening to this, you'll have missed it, but mm. it will be on the uh, the full catch-up stuff, so you should be able to see that. Uh, Penny Dreadful again starts tonight. Um, Yay! I'm really looking forward to that being back. That's uh, back for its second season. That's on Sky Atlantic. Massive spoiler in the trailer, though. Uh, was that? I haven't, I haven't noticed, so don't tell me. <laughs> well, okay. Well, yeah, just watch the trailer and it kind of gives something a... a yeah. Okay. But yeah, very looking forward to that. Yeah, looking forward to that. Um, Rosalian Isles back for the second half of season five, which has been gone for ages. Um, that's back on Alibi at, on the 7th of May at nine o'clock. Um, there's a new show coming to Netflix called Grace and Frankie that's got its first season on the 8th of May, uh, starring Jane Fonda in a comedy about two w- women whose husbands fall in love with each other. Uh, also stars Martin Sheen. Um, I had no idea whether that's any good or not, but given the Netflix track record, it's probably worth a look. Yeah. Uh, there's a show called Cedar Cove coming um, on 5 USA. It says at 4 p.m. whether that's right or not. Um, that's on the 10th of May. That's a romantic drama starring Andy McDowell from Four Weddings uh, as a small town judge. And on the 11th of May, Episodes returns, which is a phenomenally good show. <laughs> Uh, I love that show. Um, and that returns 11th of May at 10pm on BBC Two for season four. And uh, that's your lot tonight. Um, hopefully this edits, edits together okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, we will see you uh, next week. I will remember to check to turn on the mics before I do it next time. And uh, uh, yeah, we, all left to say is if you want to... Um, if you want to leave us a message, uh, visit the website at geektown.co.uk throughout the week. You'll see all sorts of updates coming up this week um, before cancellations and renewals and that sort of stuff. There should be a lot of information over there this, this week. Uh, if you want to get in touch specifically about podcasts, there's podcast at geektown.co.uk. You can leave us a message on the website post. You can find us on Geektown at Twitter uh, or find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash geektown. Also, if you're um, listening to us on iTunes, can you go onto iTunes and uh, leave us a star rating or a review? Um, that would be great because it helps other people find us on the store. That's your loss. I, I will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 